goodness. It's working this time. <clears throat> hey, so you guys jumping on? Say hello. Tell us where you're from. We'll get going here in a moment. Tell us if we're right I'm side sorry, up. I'm <laughs> sorry. Uh, sorry about the technical difficulties earlier. That's how come I ride mules and don't do this tech stuff. Facebook is being really annoying and changing everything. We've got some friends popping up here. Sandy Raven, good to see you. Ray Lockhart. Hey, Connie. How's Virginia? Miss Jane Johnson, you guys are always on here. We love seeing you guys here. They were texting me saying, so are you going to do Meal Tip Tuesday? Yeah, like, <laughs> like, we're trying, we're trying. Yep. Well, hope everybody's doing good. It is uh, it's blown like a son of a gun here in Utah. Um, so sorry about my eyes being so red. He has one, like, yeah, terrible I got eyeball. Dirt in my eyes. <laughs> and Anyways, we're getting ready to head out to New Mexico tomorrow and do a clinic, so... Donna Tillman, hey, how's it going? Sean Colby, Cinda, good to see you guys. Well, we will get going. Let's do this. Welcome to Mule Tip Tuesday. It is June 16th, 2020, and we are glad to have you here with us. And I'm partly late because Sky decided to join me last minute. Ty. That's why. Has nothing to do with... Yep, I would have been on time. You guys Whatever. know me. I'm always on time. He's full of crap. And Sky slowed me down. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> full of crap. I'm always on time. No, that's not true. Yes, it is. All right, anyways, let's do this. So um, thank you to our sponsors, Ernest Brenneman Salary. Uh, we sure pre appreciate Ernest. He is awesome. He does good work on saddles. If you're looking for a good mule saddle or horse saddle, he builds really good horse saddles too, whatever you want. Um, look him up. He's awesome. Um, our tip of the week um, <laughs> is to enjoy the journey. Um it's not about how much you can do. It's about how you get there. Um, a lot of times we can get hung up on being, uh, I guess, driven towards a goal. And that, that's part of, part of us being humans, I think. You know, we're just, we, we want to reach a goal every year. We set goals and we want to get places with our meals. We want to do certain things. And, and I kind of realized we ought to slow down a little bit. It's not about how much stuff we can do. It's not about, you know reaching these high levels with your meals if if you get there the wrong way it's about how you get there that makes a big difference and that means a lot to me and you can apply that to all sorts of diff different pieces of mealmanship and horsemanship you know um, you can think about it in this sense too um, another question I get is is uh, you know how much pressure should I put on my my mule maybe they're asking how hard should I pull on the reins? Or how much should I kick them? Or, you know, they, it seems like folks are worried to add a little pressure. And that's a really fair thing to think about. Uh, to me, it's not so much about how much you do, but like I said, it's about how you how you get there. Um, it's, you know, if you, if you pick up on the rein and you just give that rein a jerk, you just reach down and just pop up on that rein, you might be pulling quite a bit of pressure, but you got there extremely abrupt. And it's the same thing with maybe your your leg. You know, maybe you have to add add a little leg, and you and you come in there, and you're really abrupt, and you just kick them, and you or you you're kind of abrupt about it. Well, you might start out slower, 
and maybe you pick up on the rain and you slide down that rain center a little pre-signal and you start to draw on that rain and you might pick up slow and steadily the same amount of pressure that you might have put on if you just popped that rain abruptly so it's not so much about how much you're doing but how you got there that made the difference that communication you know um, you guys have all heard me talk about you know give them a good deal always give them a good deal and then firm up as needed and uh, sometimes that firm up as needed needs to be cleared up a little bit we need to be a little bit smoother about how we do that it's not just like oh there's a good deal okay now I'm gonna punish you it doesn't work like that so anyways I hope that gives you something to think about on all sorts of different parts of life like I said it can be about picking up on rain or using your leg or even just our our goals with our mules you know you, you might want to achieve these high levels if you take shortcuts to get there it's not gonna be great so anyways hopefully that gives you something to think about um, as you guys are jumping on post your questions let us know uh, what you what you have for us today and we will get going on those right now I've got some questions that people wrote in um, am I saying this name right is it Lee? Lee Lee okay Lee Freeman sent in an email and by the way you guys if you ever have questions send an email ty at tsmeals.com and we will talk about them here um, Lee Freeman asked uh, basically what books I recommend she has a few of them but I'll tell you my top three are True Unity uh, by Tom Dorrance um, True Horsemanship Through Feel by Bill Dorrance and then um, Think Harmony with Horses by Ray Hunt. Those are my top three favorite books ever. So if you haven't read those, you need to. But I also have a couple others that I wanted to tell you guys about. Um, these are pretty dang good and I recommend them. But uh, A Journey to Softness and also Considering the Horse. Both of those by Mark Rashid. Uh, those are good. Those are pretty good books. And then another book that I kind of like, although I don't agree with a lot of the stuff that they teach in it, but it's very, it's very interesting. Is is Hackamore Rainsman by Ed Connell? Um, like I said, disclaimer, I don't agree with everything that that he does in there, but um, a lot of interesting, uh, a lot of interesting horsemanship, uh, California style horsemanship uh, in that book. But uh, as you guys know, I'm on the this side of the mountain, so I practice Great Basin style horsemanship so we do things a little different but it's a good book nonetheless so anyways that'll give you something to think about um connie price had a question last week that we didn't get to connie you're on here um connie asked she basically she's struggling to canter with her mule waldo how is waldo connie is he doing he good he looks wonderful looks like a good mule she posts about him in our group all the time uh but she says she's struggling to canter with waldo she's having a hard time getting more than three strides at the canter what would I do? So she, Connie's already been doing some of the stuff that I would recommend, but if you're having a hard time getting your mules to lope or canter, then you need to work at the other transitions and get them prompt, precise, uh, on time, and smooth and sharp. So I'd work on the walk to trot, trot to walk, up and down, up and down through that, and get those really good. And then, Connie, I would get... Um, I would I would just get Waldo into the lope and relax and leave him alone. So he kind of gets the idea that it's a good thing to lope because he's thinking that's a heck of a lot of work and it is for him. So I might just I might just ask him to lope and and then uh, and then back off and I do that for maybe two three minutes 
and then I would ask him to lope and I'd get two or three strides and then leave him alone. And I'd do that for another five, ten minutes, whatever. And then I'd start to carry to four strides and leave him alone. And then five strides and leave him alone. And then by the end of the hour, um, just going through that, uh, you maybe you can, you know, you can lope a quarter circle around the arena or maybe a half circle around the arena. Um, the main thing is, is Connie, I'm not going to hold it uh, real long. I'm not going to make him keep going. I'm going to... I'm going to reward him for it, but you don't have to stretch that out over a whole bunch of days. <coughs> Sorry. She doesn't have the coronavirus. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, so that's kind of what I do, Connie. I hope that helps you. Um, you know, you, you can, like I said, do this in a session. You don't have to stretch it out over days to get, you know, because some people are like, well, all right, well, I just, I asked him to lope and then let it, you know, released and, and I did that for half an hour. Well, that's not going to get it okay all right um beth Sater solder i don't know how to say that name um meal grabs snack on the trail how do i get him from eating all right this time of year like out here in utah the grass is real high the grass is up to their up to their bellies in the mountains right now and um if it's like that boy they're going to want to eat everything they're going to want to just snack the whole time so I would recommend that if you say you're going to go through a meadow and you know there's a bunch of grass that they're... You okay? Yeah. All right. You're alive? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, you're going to go through a meadow. You know they're going to be want to eat. You know they're going to grab grass to eat. Get them busy. Um, you know, maybe do some serpentines. Get their mind going. Uh, Beth, that's what I do. Just get them kind of busy. Um, and then don't ever let them eat. I don't let mine eat on the trail ever. So if you guys feel like, well, I'll let them eat sometimes. I just don't want them to eat when I don't want them to. Well, it's really hard for that mule to differentiate that. Like, You can teach him so many things. So many things. These mules are brilliant. But boy, if you let them eat, they, they're going to try it all the time. Even if you don't let them eat, they're still going to try it. So anyways, Beth, I would keep that mule really <coughs> uh, preoccupied. I just, Come yeah, on. Here, if you want to see the concert. It's all right. Um, <laughs> Sorry, the wind got, this guy's dying. Got to me. It's just me again by myself. Um, anyways, that's what I do, Beth. Hope that helps you. Uh, another question we got from, let's see, Rachel Dixon. She said that her mule, her mule's name is Cucumber, pulls the reins out of the hands, out of her hands while she's riding. Um, that's what Sky wrote down. I'm not sure if that means like while she's asking it to do something. Rachel, if you're on here, maybe you can clarify that. But anyways, if the mule's just trying to pull the reins out of your hands, like sometimes I've seen some some like older mules especially, especially if kids been riding them, where they sometimes kids or adults that don't know how to ride, they just kind of hang on the reins too much, and the mule will root its head to try to pull the reins out and get a little, uh, uh, get a little slack out of them. And then it kind of becomes a habit. Even if your reins are loose, they'll still kind of pop on them like that the main thing there is to pay attention to ride on course on a loose rein and get them really good at that now if rachel if maybe you're asking about um like if you go to turn left or right and the mule kind of pulls its head or or pulls the reins at, you know like that when you're trying to turn um before you use more rein use more leg so like for example if i'm trying to roll the hind quarters i see a lot of people when they go to roll the hinds they really hang on on the on the like they're trying to roll the hindquarters and they they're really pulling on that rein rachel 
And instead of doing that, remember, just take your rein to position one. That's as far as you should bring your rein. That's all you need to use it. And then use your leg more. So I hope that makes sense, Rachel. Oh, there she is. She's on here. Um, she, Rachel says, yes, uh, just tries to pull the opposite direction I want to go. Okay, so yeah, you go if you go to turn on the right, the mule's like, nope. You need to use a little bit more leg, Rachel. And then just go through all the lateral work and get that mule soft. Just go through all that and get them soft and um, go through the checklist. That's Those things are all in order for a reason. So good question. So that's all the questions I had from last week. I'm going to scroll back up here and see what I find. All right. Uh, Larry Ann Ferguson, what is your reasoning for getting your mule to canter during your first ride on them? All right, Larry Ann. I want my mule to walk, trot, and lope within the first five minutes of that first ride, and then I will walk, trot, and lope my mules for the first 100 rides at some point in that ride. And the reason is, is forward motion is the most important piece of all of your mulemanship because if you can't move them, if you can't move a foot, you cannot control a foot. You can't stop a foot if you can't move it. You can't do anything if you can't move these feet. And I want my mules moving free and easy and big forward movement without bind. Remember, brace and bind is your biggest problem. You know, Larry Ann, um, I know this isn't part of your question necessarily, but it leads into this. But, you know, every week we get questions on people with horses that are running off with them or mules that are running off with them. And it's never failed. Not once have I asked somebody this question and they've said, oh, yeah, I've done that. But everybody that has a mule that runs off or a horse that runs off with them, I very rarely get questions about donkeys running away. But mules and horses running off, I ask them, I say, have, when's the last time you, you loped your, that mule or that horse and you really just opened them up and just ran them, just opened them up and really moved them? And they say, oh, geez, well, never. Like, like I'm asking about stopping them, Ty. I'm asking because I have runaway. Why would I ask them to run? if I'm trying to fix this runaway. And that's exactly the reason they have problems with the runaways is because they don't have any control at those speeds. So Larry Ann, um, one of my biggest goals with these mules is to ride on course on loose rein at all speeds and transitions and get rid of any brace resistance. And so that's why I counted the mule on the first ride. It's very important to me. So, all right. Uh, let's see what else we got here. If you guys got questions, throw them on here. I'll try to find them. Um, let's see. Jackie, uh, Jackie Biskelia, I don't know how to say your name. Beckelman Allen, that's a long name, Jackie. But Jackie says, uh, when I do the checklist, he anticipates the next step. Jackie, this is something super important for you to understand. If they are anticipating, we don't want them to do that. If they are preparing because you are preparing, that is what we call following a feel. And that's what we're trying to get. You know, one of our big goals, everybody wants to get their mules to follow a feel. And it seems like some mythical thing that we can never achieve. And then they say, oh, my mule anticipates me or my horse anticipates me. Here's the deal, Jackie. If you thought about it, if you thought about doing a move and your mule or your horse prepared for it or, or did it, that's good. If you didn't think about it and they just did it, then that's anticipation. So, for example, here's an example of of um, anticipation. Okay, I was on Chrome. Those of you guys that know Chrome, uh, 
you guys have seen this mule. It's Swayze's mule, but I was doing a demonstration and I slid down the rein and I asked the mule to to bend to the right, to flex to the right, and she did it just fine. I had no intentions of flexing her to the left. I was just showing it to the right, and I'm sitting there, and the mule's on a loose rein. Okay, I'm sitting there, and then I'm just talking, and as I'm doing that, Crumb just takes her head and bends left. <laughs> I'm just sitting there. That is anticipation, because she says, well, I know, if usually if you flex this way, then you probably flex that way too. That's anticipation. That's not good. We don't want them to anticipate. But had I started to prepare to flex, for example, if I start to slide down slide down that rein just a little bit and the meal kind of starts to tip her nose a little bit or maybe she tips her ear, that's falling a feel. That's not anticipation. So um, anyways, Jackie, I hope that helps you. Make sure that if you thought about it and they did it, reward it because I, like I, you guys have heard me say, I'm not saying they can't read your mind. Uh, I'm not saying they can either. So I, I don't know. There's something more to that there. Um, Karen, uh, is there a good book you recommend on learning how to use leg pressure? No, there's not, Karen. Um, some of the books I talked about earlier, um, and if you if you go back to some of these Meal Tip Tuesdays and some of our podcast episodes, Karen, um, you'll you'll hear us talk about. And I I don't know, Karen, have you been to one of our clinics or not? I don't think you have. Um, but remember the order of operations: seat, leg, rein. So, leg comes second. You know, you know, the better you can set up in your seat, the better your leg is going to work for you, anyways. Good question. Um, let's see what else you got here. What other questions you guys have? I see lots of folks on here. Good to see you. Um, as I give you guys these these tips or these answers, let me know what you think of them too. Uh, I'm just scrolling through here. Let's see what this. I'm trying to get this question here. All right, Becky Skinner. I'm slowly able to join up with my project mule without carrying a halter and lead rope. Should I be carrying the halter and lead? Right now, she's so darn suspicious. Betsy, um, yeah, carry your halter and lead rope. You know, uh, when you're working on the hooking on, or you're calling it joining up, whatever you call it, doesn't matter. But yeah, you carry your halter and lead rope. You know that the big piece. You know the whole point of hooking on and getting them to or joining up, like you say, is to get them with you. Basically, long story short, get them ready to catch, and they should be with you. So, and and the halter and lead rope. That's something they can just get to where they don't care about. You know, it's just nothing to worry about there. So yeah, carry it with you. Um. All right, Sandy Raven says, can you send those out in an email or your website so we get the spelling right? Uh, Sandy, just t send me an email and I will respond to you on that. I'm not going to send them to everybody though. Uh, let's see what else you got. All right. Am I missing some questions? Okay, Cynthia Pinnacle, so do we at times need to learn how to run our mules? Uh, yeah. I'm not sure that question, Cynthia. Maybe you want to rephrase that. But yeah, learn how to lope. I already went over that. Um, what else we got? Megan and Nathan Heyer. Would, uh, would you consider spurs necessary at any point in a mule's training? So Megan, here's the deal with spurs. Is I I always have spurs on my on my uh, boots. Okay, I don't take them off. They're always there. 
but I really don't want to use them. I don't want to use them. I don't, I don't want to have to firm up. Remember, we give them a good deal, and then we firm up as needed. So if basically every time I have to use those spurs, it's a failure on my report card, Megan. So I really don't want to. But yes, there's plenty of times. You know, some of these mules, I see a lot of mules that have been doled up. Uh, maybe they have been doled up by spurs. Um, or maybe they, you know, I see lots that get doled up, um, you know, uh, just by a boot heel. So, yeah, I, yeah, sometimes you need to come in there, and I don't have a problem with using spurs. I'm not scared to use spurs. I'm not worried about using them, but I just really don't want to, Megan. So, hope that, uh, hope that helps you on that, but yeah, nothing wrong with using them. All right, Melissa Pengrave's getting a lope is important because dot dot dot. I love the dot dot dot, Melissa. Um, I've already I already talked about that. So um, if you just uh, when I get off here, we'll post this and you can just rewind and and check it out. So let's see what other questions you guys have. I think I think I've got them all, unless I'm missing them. I always miss some on here. And this guy was supposed to be hanging with me there. Um, Let's see if, if I'm just scrolling through here. I appreciate you guys' patience. Um, okay, here's an. I'll take this last question. All right, guys. Um, Elizabeth Sidebottom says, "I was told by a friend to be careful how much I train on my mule because their minds mature slower than a horse's. Do you find this to be true? Mine is currently a year old, and I feel I'm doing." Normal yearling stuff. Uh, go left, go right, respect my space, give your nose back up, soft. So, uh, Elizabeth, um, I don't do anything different with my horses or my mules, and I work them exactly the same. I do the same things at the, at the approximately the same ages, and uh, I treat every mule and every horse as an individual, though, at the same rate. So, hopefully that makes sense, because I kind of just said two contradicting things. But I work them the same, all of them, but yet I treat them as individuals. What I mean by that is basically the methods and and the time frames and all that stuff is pretty close to the same on every animal, but I'll just help each one with what they need. Some take longer than others. It doesn't matter if horse or mule. And in regards to their minds maturing slower, uh, you know, mentally, um, I don't know. I've had plenty of horses um that are into their teens that acted like colts you know just youngsters and i've had plenty of mules that at two and three years old were very mature and uh so elizabeth i can't necessarily comment um educationally on on that you know from a you know from that standpoint but in my experience is no they they're they're similar uh, but yet individuals so I I just uh, like you said. I think you're saying yours is a yearling, Elizabeth. Is that right? Yeah, mine is currently a year old. Um, so with yearlings, like what I'm doing with my yearlings here, um, I I can go through all the groundwork steps. So I can, uh, if you're familiar with our groundwork, uh, you know, clearing the front, centered circles, roll the hind, return to the circle, roll the hind, roll the front, stop, back up, um, come up to a fence. All those things, um, ponium, you know, I ponium behind the other mules. That's all, that's all good stuff, Elizabeth. So, I've been doing all that, um, and I do the same thing if I had a horse here. So, it, it's just kind of, kind of the same there. I probably didn't give you much clarity on that, did I? But you kind of see where I stand now. 
All right. Well, those are some awesome questions today, folks. I sure appreciate you. Um, and uh, thank you for being with us today. We love hanging out with you guys on Meal Tip Tuesday. I hope you guys are enjoying these Meal Tip Tuesdays. I hope they're serving you. And, um, you know, I'm all yours for this half hour. So make sure you guys keep using me up every Tuesday. I love hanging out with you guys. Uh, so we sure appreciate you. If I could ask you a favor. If you guys listen to this later on the podcast, Everyday Mulemanship, which by the way, we have a couple new podcast episodes that we got with Jeff Pace. This is really awesome. And then I got a new one that I just put out, I think on Sunday, um, that I talked about a first my first trail ride with a mule we're working right now. I just kind of walked you through it, to, or talked you through it rather. So anyways, if you listen to this on the podcast later, please leave us a review. If you're, you know, those of you that are on here on Facebook, on this page we would love you to leave a review on our facebook page and we're very grateful for you so thank you guys we're gearing up we're going to head to new mexico now um go work the clinic down there we're glad to be back to it next week we're in gunnison colorado i saw megan mincing she on here she's our host she's awesome so we're looking forward to gunnison next week so uh we'll come to you next tuesday i'll be coming live from uh, colorado so thanks guys god bless you and we'll see you later